comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 199. This is for season three, episode five of Fear the Walking Dead, entitled Burning in Water, Drowning in Flame. I'm your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Episode 199. You you channeled Shatner there, dude. 199. <laughs> you did. Did the little Shatner come out of me? I was, you know, yeah, funny, I was I watching that. Star Trek the other night. I have this uh, channel called, what is it, Heroes you? and Icons over here? You probably have it, Dave. Oh, we got that. We have yeah, that. Yeah, that. All right, so they, they play yeah. the animated series, then they play, like, one of the original series, then they play the next generation. Mm-hmm. They go in order all night. I, I mean, I've been addicted to it. I've been So maybe I did have a little Shatner there. Sorry, guys. Look at you. Hey, Look hey, hey. <laughs> but just like the slave women of Orion, all of us have a little Shatner in us. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. That's Daryl's oh. main man is William Shatner. <laughs> Don't you, don't you blaspheme. Don't blaspheme. <laughs> I'm not blaspheming, man. My hat's off to the Kirk. As you can hear, Mr. Daryl Taylor. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? Uh, Jim Shatner's Dietz. A, Shatner's a guy. Hey, Shatner's um, God, feel, yes. hey guys, look at the, check out the back of my head. Is there something back there? I feel like this pecking in the back of my head. Is there something I can't see? You got you got to sing a rhyme. Something or... in the back. I, I I see this man at the top of the stairs, and the other day he wasn't know. there or something like that. I don't know. Is there I, something there? I see circles. I don't know nothing. That was pretty creepy, though. That was a creepy little. That was, that was more than that creepy. Was excellent scene. I really that enjoyed that. We haven't seen much torture. I mean, there is some torture porn as part of The Walking Dead, right? I mean, we, there's, a, there's, a, there's an aspect to it, but yeah, not, not, not this that. much. Not like this is like hostile level. That was like, all right, that's pretty. We didn't see it happen, but we saw the aftermath. Like, okay, this is. You do the, get to watch a bird pick somebody's brain out of right. their living skull, like, which like, like is pretty extreme, here, yeah. even for this show. You know, I like it. Yeah, but this is the same network that last night aired the first episode of Preacher, where you got to see the entire top half of a cop's skull taken off. I mean, that uh, was true. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the DCTV podcast. Yes, we will. Yes, I can't soon. wait. That'll be fun. Yep. Excellent. So, any thoughts on this episode, guys? Obviously, it seems like we all enjoyed uh, that scene at the very least, but uh, any other initial thoughts? Uh, I- go ahead, Joe. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. I, to me, it's kind of middle of the road. Great moments in it, though. But I can't tell if it's just not as good to me, or 
if it was so damn good last week that it's hard to live up to what we watched last week because I I don't know I there were good moments that's all I can say so far. Mm. I really like the different pairings of characters that we see throughout the episode. You know what I mean? Good point. You see, point. you see Nick and Old Man Otto. You see, uh, right. you know, Troy and Alicia. You see, uh, uh, I mean, Madison and Troy. I'm sorry, and then Jake and Alicia. Uh, you see, like there were a lot of good pairings this episode, and we're kind of, and of course, you know, Strand and, and uh, Daniel. Um, a lot of good pairings this episode. I thought, you know, especially with the title being about duality and stuff. It was it was a nice theme to go through it, and the, I thought the end was a little cheesy, but uh, overall, yeah. I thought it was a pretty decent episode. No, I, I agree with you when you say that because I mean, the original Walking Dead, they tend to do these like uh, Gimple and, and his crew like to do these standalone <clears throat> kind of solo episodes, and we've argued like, guys, I can handle a few stories at once. Give give it to me, right. and I, I think right. th- this episode did that perfectly. You saw a lot of things happening all at once, but it wasn't disjointed. It didn't feel like they threw stuff in. Just to throw it in. I mean, I think everything everything had a place in this episode. Maybe Alicia's um, stuff a little bit, but she's going through a thing now, so they had to show that. I yeah, mean, that was, you know. Yeah. That's fine. It was fine. It was a nice contrast to some of the heavy uh, other stuff that was going on between some of the other uh, pairs, like we said. Yeah, it wasn't too but, much. Um, but, I mean, basically, like, uh, the, the parent show of the original Walking Dead, a lot of my favorite episodes are those that only focus on a few characters at a time. Right. You know, 18 Miles Out, Nebraska, and, you know, the... Clear. I mean, those ep- yeah, clear. You know, just episode, uh, episodes just focus, take their time to, like, you know, dig a little deeper on the characters, so, and I appreciate that. If so. they're going to do that, I want to see Strand and Daniel. That's it. I want to see those two in yeah, a car for a whole episode. Yeah. yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> that, that was kind of uh, disappointing. Yeah, a little strange, that, right? Like, yeah, yeah you kind of like you get you get them together. All that stuff happened with Daniel, which is great. Like, all that stuff <laughs> happens. You get them in the car, and I'm thinking road trip. You know, like they're going to be in a little adventure or something. Right. And it's like they get to the point where you're like, oh boy, this shit is real. It's gonna, you know, something's really gonna happen. And then Daniel just leaves him. Like it just. Well, he he, he really leaves. He leaves him. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Way, you know? <laughs> it's not like he's like Tato, chump. You know, it's like. But I no. just wish there was just a little more to it before yeah. that happened. Like it's no, just. I mean, you know, Strand could only play that lie out so long. I mean. Yeah, course, I'm sure. I'm I'm surprised yeah. he still kept that lie. Like I thought he would just tell him she was at the hotel, but she left. I'm not sure where she is now. He didn't uh, believe him anyway, so I don't know why even Daniel. Follow that along. Well, I think, and I think some of the Facebook people wrote that as well. Like, why, why did he lie like that? I think because he right. knew that as soon as he knew the truth, Dan, as soon as Strand told Daniel the truth, Strand would be on the side of the road. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be there anymore. He wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't need him anymore. Right. So I think that, that's knew, exactly though. what happened, though. But that's as soon as right. he, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking just as a father, he he had to, even if it was most likely not going to pan out because I'm sure he knew that mm-hmm. as a father he's just like even if there's a 1% chance I should go right and then but like I, you said as soon as he was as soon as he got the truth from Strand gone. see ya see ya well, sometimes, sometimes, be sometimes you know I'm like like professional liars of that there'll be like a kernel of truth surrounded with like a de- you know delicious layers of lie around mm. it so maybe he thought like somewhere in there like okay yeah, but- if maybe Philly isn't sitting there waiting for me all rosy in the hotel but maybe there is you know maybe there is something. yeah but daniel's whole deal is he gets the truth from people right i mean like that's that's been his thing well, he didn't sit by the side of the road and torture Strand. I guess he could have done that with the razor blade, right? That, that, that's his. I, I, I mean, I would have, you know, like I thought he would have did that or something, you know, like he. 
<laughs> well, well, knowing, I mean, when you torture people, I mean, if you if you look at it, part of the torture is, I mean, he did this to a lot of people. Like part of the torture is knowing when they're lying, just because you're you're hurting them, and when they're telling the truth, mm-hmm. right? That's part of the deal. So when he already when he looked at Strand and Strand was you know messed up and he knew he was lying, I kind of just thought Daniel saw through that already, and and then Dan <laughs> like it, it just. It just seemed like he went back on his like he he was smart enough to figure out he was lying really quickly, and then he you know goes through all this stuff and then he goes back to being suspicious Daniel again, um, and just not having that self awareness that he had you know like he seemed like he had more self awareness about life again, you know a little bit more in the in that episode and it just seems like he went back to being that dude hiding in the barbershop. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. not wanting to let anybody in, kind of thing. To be that way, like it just—it's—I don't know. It just seemed like it, like the episode wasn't bad, but I'm just—it just was a little bit like we going down this road again. Are you uh, making Strand lie to you? Because you know he's going to lie to you <laughs> to get you to stay in this car. Like you know he's—you have a gun, you have an assault rifle. He is going <laughs> to lie to you. Strand lies. For no reason, sometimes just to get a, just to get something free, he'll lie. He says, "I'm a negotiator." That's what yeah, I do. he's a negotiator. <laughs> That's his thing to get the to get the better part of a deal. He'll lie. So I mean, you gave him all incentive to lie <laughs> to you, and then you're mad because he did. Like it just you yeah. know, it was just a little off. Just, just a little know. bit. I hope he comes back. He tries, turns the car around, picks him up. I I, I don't know. I, kind of I hope, think he will. Though. Either, I yeah, think he will. Yeah, well, I hope so. So this episode was directed by Daniel Stamm and written by Suzanne Heathcote. Let's just get right into it. Cold open. We see an outside shot of the small house that this has happened last episode. Uh, Nick was watching these two old people dance on the porch. It's the same little house. We see them and we're inside uh, the man. His name is Russell. We come to find out he gets up from bed and sees his wife, Martha, rummaging around the house. He calls to her a few times and she eventually Why turns did you around. Say that name? Yeah. <laughs> Russell Brown. Why did you say that name? <laughs> and apparently Martha. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I just got that. Thank you. Um, it's obvious that she's died during the night and turned. She lunges for Russell and starts to bite his shoulder or his neck, but isn't successful because she has no teeth. They're they're in a, in a glass right. next to the bed. So oops. oops, Mr. Brown starts to dance with her for a little bit. Just, you know, that one last dance with his wife, I guess, even though she's in zombie form, while he reaches for his revolver and he presses it against his own head, but at the same time he kind of pulls her head next to his, so the one bullet, when he does pull the trigger, goes through not only his head, but his zombie wife's head as well. So, fine, they both died at the same time, but when they fall down, they knock over this kind of oil lamp that was next to the bed, and the, the house catches fire. And we kind of fade to the credits where it's that creepy old music that they were dancing to at the, I guess right. it was the last episode or whatever, or even this one, and it goes right to the credits at that point. It was a cool sequence. Yeah. It, it was. I didn't know yeah. what, what the significance of why um, they just focused on that couple. Um, and I didn't figure it out, and I was glad to see it play out in the story. As it, it brought me back to, believe it or not, like the pilot episode of The Walking Dead, where, remember Rick was going through... 
you know, looking for the horse or whatever, and, and he goes to that house, yeah. and the old couple was, like, they killed each other, they go, sorry, and they write it in blood mm-hmm. on the wall, whatever, like, mm-hmm. we never really saw that, we saw the aftermath of all these, like, people just ending their lives or committing suicide or whatever, and this was pretty cool to actually see it happen, the guy's wife's dead, well, we like, should, screw it. We should yeah. see it, because this is the early parts of the, you know, of this thing happening, right. so we we should be seeing more of that, like, of, like, by the time we get to The Walking Dead, some of that kind of subsides. I mean, kind of like the people that are still alive are kind of trying to deal with it more, or the ones who can deal with it as much as they can. But in Fear of the Walking Dead, there should be a lot of, you know, suicides and stuff like that. So it's expected that that would be something that would happen. That's kind of what I hope the show would be. Like I hope that I when I for this show first started, I'm like I want to see Los Angeles completely fall apart. I want to see it yeah, beat by yeah. beat, you know, all the different groups of people, whatever it is, just just fall into chaos. But it, they did it so quick and then we just ended up focusing on our group of survivors and it just kind of went very right. fast there. I mean, but you're right. This is the kind of stuff I I wanted to see and it was it, they did it well. It was a cool little cool little Cuz these are people that still remember normal. So I want I you know like they they still remember what it was like. This should still freak them out. Yeah, and he didn't want to live without his wife, so I guess that was the uh, that was it. Right. Yeah, he ended it. Yeah, he, that had, too. he had the plan in mind. He knew what he was mm-hmm. going to do. Mm-hmm. So back to the Clark apartment after the after the credits, uh, they're awakened by the commotion created by the fire. Madison's there along with Nick and Luciana, and apparently Alicia is still at Bible study. She's not home yet. <laughs> and they all know what she's doing. They all know what she's doing. <laughs> do, some of that Deuteronomy. <laughs> and it's funny brown, how you But it's funny how the mom, how their mom is just like, she's already went through a kid who was an addict. It's like, I know when my kid's out there getting drunk. She, she, knows, she, didn't, yeah. even, right. she didn't even like, she didn't even well, much about it. I mean, it's the end of the world. Let her go have her sex, drugs, and rock and roll. She's a Come teenager, on. right? I mean, you got to do that stuff, right? To write a passage. Yeah, but, I guess even in this world, it is, right? But it makes sense that she would be. Other parents might not react to that, but it makes sense because of the experiences that this, that she, Madison, has had, that she would not even bat an eye to it. Right. I think Madison's done a lot more than Alicia's done at this point. I think she was exactly. a lot more of a badass. Yeah, she, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, girl, you, you don't know what life you're starting right now. Well, she even Start says it to her. It. She even says it the next scene. She goes, uh, you feeling all right, Leisha? Like, she says, Leisha, <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, getting back to the, they all run out of the house. Um, they go to see what the commotion is. They see that the settlement people are trying to douse the flames of the of the burning home with buckets of water. Finally, uh, Jeremiah arrives and he can see that it's hopeless. He tells them to just stop what they're doing, save the water, and let it burn. Did you see how Nick? How they they do the emphasis is on Nick and showing how how invested he was. And running well, out to the he house. ran out first. You're, you're right about that. Yeah. He was the first to run out of the house, and then they even showed a scene of him w- with the fire burning behind him, like they showed a profile yeah. or a silhouette shot of him, like you know, burning with the fire. So and yeah, there I was something about that. Yeah, that they're trying to show us that he's invested. He's starting to be invested in this community. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see what a happens. little bit. <laughs> we'll yeah, because he wanted to go. Remember, this is the same dude that was like, "Mommy, mommy." Don't let me stay here too long. You know what happens when I'm here too long, Bobby. We got to go. We got to go. And now, he I mean, he practically almost ran inside the burning house, you know, to, to try save to the old people, get them yeah. out. Yeah. So he, he's becoming, I think he's really becoming invested. I don't, but I don't know where the click or the turn was. I mean, but well, I think he sees a similarity in the old couple and him and Luciana. He's envisioning, oh, of course. You know, yeah, course, that, yeah. That, that, that that's him and her, maybe 
40 years down the line or whatever, and he's hoping, right. and I guess he felt something there. So it's the next morning. Madison is now loading up the pickup truck uh, when one of the goons starts to harass her a bit, hinting that, you know, if you can't keep up with them, we're going we're gonna to leave your ass behind. And she scoffs. She goes, look, dude, I was out in the wasteland without the benefit of all these guns, so I, I know how to take care of myself. And the bearded goon's like, whatever. He just scoffs and walks away. Alicia, who's now hungover and awake, is walking towards Madison and with Nick in tow. Uh, Madison, who's an old pro at drinking, she says, what'd she say? If you're going to party all night, you're going to pay the price, Alicia. Because <laughs> Alicia. <laughs> right. And Alicia's like, never again. Yeah, right. We've all said that, right? We've all said yeah. <laughs> on the morning after, never again. <laughs> nah, actually, no. I'm I never drinking I again. <laughs> I got to do better. I got to do, do better. better. But they're still worried about her going off with Troy. You know what I mean? They're like trying to get her to, you know, there's got to be some other way. And she's like, no, like the more we understand this family, the safer we are. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. They're both trying to convince Maddie to stay. So you don't have to, even Nick offers good. to go too. He says, I'll go instead. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now, this kind of goes back to our, our theory from episode before last about how she's trying to insinuate herself uh, into the family, remember? Like with oh, yeah. Child, mm-hmm. Like trying to, well, yeah. I mean, we, see the, I mean, we see that play out later in this episode, but, you know. So Troy honks the horn of the truck, trying to get Maddie to hurry up, and he's kind of delighted because the seat next to him just happens to be empty. He's like, well, it looks like you're riding with me. Like he, like he kind of wanted that to happen. One of the goons tries to get into that seat, but Troy stops him and says, whoa, 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 that's for the lady. So Maddie then gets in the truck next to Troy, and then they drive out of the compound. Mm-hmm. Alicia and Jake run into each other at the breakfast tent. She spills coffee all over herself, and he basically gives her his cup and says, here, you can have it. It was the last cup that was available. He teases her a little for noticing that she's been hitting the Bible study a little hard these past few days. <laughs> Gretchen then pops in, offers Alicia some hair of the dog. Alicia refuses, says she's she had enough. She's doing the Lord's work, Craig. She's spreading the, the wine and joy. Huh? She, wants to fill every, she wants to fill everyone with the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. true. Craig, get that judgy tone out of your voice. I was not judgy, man. Just, this girl just likes to drink, man. I'm going to tell you, man. It's hair of the dog. All right, let's go. She's already hurting. But Gretchen notices that Jake is handling all of the loss. He recently happened pretty well. First Charlene and now the Browns, who were like an adoptive family of his growing up. And Alicia didn't even know, I guess, that the fire even happened at this point. Back at the apartment, Nick brings Luciana a nice tray of food from the breakfast area. Eggs, bacon, toast, and really churned butter. Come on, Chubb. Didn't that look good? That that fresh churned butter on the toast? Mm. Mm. Butter. <laughs> but butter. There, there was bacon. Bacon. As they're enjoying the meal, Luciana says, Oh, it's sad, but also beautiful how the old people that died were together until the very end. And then he, she kind of looks Nick's way, and he just keeps chewing, like, you know, he's whatever. Then she says it's now time for them to go. Nick tries to say that, she, you know, it's, she isn't ready yet. It's a long bike, long hike back to Tijuana. Luciana argues that she knows some people who are closer in Mexicali. Nick says that they're, apparently, they're probably long gone anyway or they're dead. They're safer if they stay put. Luciana says that she knows some tunnels that they can hide themselves in. Ooh, maybe a callback to... The hashtag passage. We don't know. Right. Luciana accuses Nick of being afraid to leave his family. He denies it, but she then makes Nick promise that he will come with her when the time comes. And Nick's, of she, course, he agrees. He's like, yeah, of course. She called him a mama's boy, which she did. She did. <laughs> kind of. Because she's like, you're afraid to leave your family. That's, that's what she's uh-huh. like. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Nick has left his family a million times already. Like, it's not... 
it's not a normal thing. That's a normal thing for him to do that. So. But she's got a legitimate case here because she even admitted in this episode this group and led by Troy mm-hmm. killed their entire colonia. Remember we they suspected this? They finally even say it. They yep, said they it. They finally right. say it. Yeah. They killed the whole group. It's like so not only the people they had in the torture chamber, right? Forget about that. In the, in the yeah. chamber of horrors down at the army base. I mean, those were just like innocent random people. This was their whole town that she lived with for a long time. Wiped them out. Right. Wiped them out so completely. Was, I, I can see why she wants to get the hell out of there. I, I don't blame her at that point. You know. And, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, I, it's it's something that they haven't even talked about. Like the leader of the group hadn't even said anything about it to her. <laughs> Wiped out a whole village. Yeah. It was like, oops. <laughs> you know. We got butter. <laughs> Freshly churned. Yeah. Yeah. So we see Strand's Jag parked in the middle of the street. Uh, inside is Daniel and Strand, and they're arguing. And it's great. I, I could see a whole episode, like I said, just of these two. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, the odd couple. Exactly. You can see the credits, right? You can totally see that. Oh, my God. Somebody has to put that together, do an odd couple credits. No, really. Ophelia's at the hotel. Really? Are you going to pee right there? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're gonna do? I mean, you could have did it. So Daniel really does need to pee, right? And he wants to shoot the zombies blocking their way in the street. Uh, the Strand says, "Look, it's better just sit and wait. Let's be quiet. They won't attract any more. Let them pass. We'll we'll drive through." Daniel says that Strand should just run him over. Strand refuses, saying, "I will not damage this car." <laughs> Daniel then replies, "I will damage you if you don't move this car." <laughs> Strand, nice. Strand finally agrees. Saying that he is now very much aware of, of Daniel's capabilities. He says, Soldado. Strand also questions why they left Lola unprotected at the dam. He said it wasn't a smart move. Daniel dismisses it, saying, Look, everyone over there loves Lola. We're only going to be gone for probably two days here, right? You only said it's a day drive there, so she'll be fine for a couple of days. Let's find Ophelia. Strand says that Daniel might need to prepare for the possibility that she isn't at the hotel anymore. This angers Daniel even more. It says, this, it's, uh, that's not what you said before. You said she's there waiting for me. Now she's not there. And if not, Madison and Alicia will know where they went to, if anything. Daniel then orders Strand to drive. <laughs> Strand just turns the key, and he floors <clears throat> it, and he runs over some zombies. You don't actually see him hit the zombies, but you kind of hear it. It goes like squish. Mm, Strand was like, I'm not going to mess up my car. I'm going to mess up this car. with a nice green uh, jag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the next scene, we see it's all dented in the front. There's blood yeah. and stuff. All, right. And Strand has a look on his face like, damn it. <laughs> God, all messed up. I'm getting it. This end of the deal that Strand gets every episode is getting worse and worse. This is just not working out for Lando right now. I've, I've altered our deal. Pray I do not alter it further. <laughs> So back at the compound, Alicia pays a visit to Jake in his room at his house. She starts to make some small talk and apologizes for being a bit, I I put bitchy earlier, but whatever. She said she didn't know about the fire at that point. And then Jake turns around and says, is there something I can do for you, Alicia? (laughs) Alicia starts to ask that things are, just to say, things are never going to be normal again, are they? And that, you know, she had plans for her life before all this, and now none of them are going to come true. And then Jake walks over and says, Alicia, are you okay? <laughs> and no, she runs over and starts to kiss him. Okay. All right, Q, Q, Chubb. Yeah? You missing it? Where's the music, man? I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, I 
dealing with a work issue, I kind of zoned out. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That was your perfect thing. Yeah, We're at the Alicia and Jake perfect. scene, man. Come on, I'm waiting for your music. Yeah. Oh, I was told to not do that anymore. Who said that to you? Jim? Jim? Oh, please. When oh, did you ever listen to what Jim said? <laughs> yeah, what is that? The one time. This is like the one time he decides to listen to somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying to that? He did a strand over there. He did a strand over there. Why would you start now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, mean, to, I'm trying mean, to alter the deal to save his ass. He's like, oh, uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim told me. Uh, Jim's in the hotel. He's in that hotel. <laughs> All right, so Jim reporting live from under the bus. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Chum. I'm waiting for it, man. I was waiting for it. <laughs> you know what's it's interesting about Alicia is she reminds me, the way she relates to him reminds me how her mother related to Travis. Oh, like wow. if she would go through something very stressful like that, mm. or if she got that feeling, she she would go to like the most positive. Like Travis was her light; that was her positive light. Interesting. And it just it made me really think about that. Like the way she even, the way she even approached him, it was almost like I knew where she was going with it because she her mother kind of did that with Travis. Like with Travis would be trying to talk to her and try to you know like uh, sympathize with her or or. Make her feel better, and and she's like, I don't need to hear all that. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just need to be with someone. I need positive. some loving. I, I need some loving. I need that light. I need that. It's like it's almost like I need to feel that that you have that ability to still have hope. You mm -hmm. know, Travis had at the time, and he still has that. He kind of is giving off that kind of thing where he still has the ability to have hope, and even in this world, and it's kind of like you need to be around it. It's, it's kind of like she needs that. To keep to keep herself sane. Yeah, well, she she got what she needed. I mean, that was that was it. And uh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Troy and the Death Squad stop their trucks on the road when they notice a flipped over van with a bunch of walkers nearby it. Troy wants to take a few minutes and kill them all before they may find their way up to the ranch. And the goons on the radio say, "Hey, it's not on the agenda. Let's get to the chopper or whatever." Madison says, "No, I'm with you, Troy. Yeah, let's do this." Get to the chopper. Get to the <laughs> right, and I think she's still playing him a little bit here. I don't think she. Oh yeah, I don't think she gave a damn about that bus one way or the other. I think she. No, no. She kind of just wanted to play into him a little bit, you know, defer to him a little bit, make him. Right. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, Tro stroke the ego a little bit, just to get him yeah. to, to to be a little bit more, uh, you know, pliable, well, uh, pliable. Yeah. Trust. She's buying trucks. She's trying to. Yeah, she's trying to. So the, Troy overrules the goons. They get out. Madison's, uh, you know, getting her gun checked out, and Troy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! No guns. That's too loud." He gives her a like a Halligan axe from the back of the pickup. She takes it. They all walk down to the ditch and they start the carnage. And this was actually a pretty cool scene. There was some right. really good shots here of some zombie just destruction. I thought it was, was actually pretty decent. Uh, Troy is aggressive. He uses his machete. Takes down like three. They're apparently ex-cons. They're wearing jumpsuits or they're convicts, or whatever. Uh, orange jumpsuits in their zombie form, and he takes three of them out right away. Madison takes down one with the axe, but then she gets the axe stuck in the neck of a second one, and this yeah. gets her into trouble because the thing looks kind of strong. It kind of brings it brings her to the ground almost, and another walker appears from underneath the bus. So she's basically pinned down with two walkers on top of her. The bearded goon that was harassing her earlier sees that she was in trouble. He takes his bow and arrow and, start, and shoots the one that came from underneath the bus dead. 
So she only has the one left to deal with. She reaches over and grabs like one of the uh, the batons from the security guards, and she stabs it through the the eye socket of the remaining walker on top of her. Meanwhile, yeah. Troy is still having fun slicing and dicing with the machete. He had this pretty cool scene. You've noticed he tacked off the arms of one of them at the end. He goes one arm, two arms, gets him down to his knees and takes his knife out and he puts it puts it through the head of the of the walker. That was a pretty cool little little move. Actually, I did like that. And he just pushes it, and his head goes right into the bus window. <laughs> Done. Maybe it's a, it's a Monty Python. It was Monty Python? Well, he took off the one arm, then the next arm, and the leg. <laughs> you know. It's only a flesh wound. It's only a flesh So after it's all said... But I, I agree with what you guys are saying about it, him or her. He's trying to like she's trying to like not only play to that, but like get his blood up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like wow. show off for her. And she can show that she's capable as well. That kind of it's thing. a dangerous game she's playing well, because yeah, she's not it, stable. And yeah. it backfires on her later. I mean, yeah, it does. It <laughs> does, and then it doesn't. It does, and it doesn't. Right, right, right. So right. after all this carnage is through, uh, you know, uh, Troy is very pleased with himself. He goes, this, he's mighty proud of his work. Says it's a beautiful thing we just did, and he wants to know how long it took. Like he wanted them. He's still into the science thing. Like okay, they can kill six walkers in how many minutes or whatever, and they would just. He was pleased when they heard it was under a minute. He's like, all right, good work. He's feeling good about things. After the commercial, Jake and Alicia, they got down the business, obviously. Now she's on her way out and notices some books by Bukowski. And Jane says that, uh, I'm sorry, Jake says that, you know, he's an artist. And it was kind of a phase of his at one point. Everyone goes through it. Uh, when he offers her a book to take, which is the title of this episode, she just thumbs through the pages, but ultimately refuses the book, saying there's no point anymore to poetry and art. She used to be into that, but at this point, it's just no point. And Jake just has that sad look on his face. You turned down my book. You don't want to take my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like she, uh, you right? I know. I know. It was almost like she almost wanted to smack him down a little bit for being so happy. In this world, <laughs> she wanted like, to knock him down a few things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she's like, I don't get it. Like, like her mom <laughs> could be like that too. Like, I don't understand why you are so positive in in this world. How crazy this world is right now. Like, how yeah. can you be that way? Meanwhile, Nick is fascinated with the burnt out remains of the brown house and begins to start clearing cleaning up the burnt walls. Jeremiah strolls in and starts to chat with Nick for a while about the history of that house, how it was there for centuries. And that he once lived in it when it was only the only structure on the compound. Jeremiah then found an old Western pistol on the floor, like an old, like, you know, 1800s pistol. He then remembers giving it to Russell, who hung it above the door, saying that every home needs a gun. Nick tries to downplay the gun love thing, saying, well, Troy's a bit demented with the gun stuff. Ultimately, he didn't say demented, but he's like, you know, <laughs> didn't work so good with your son, this, this gun stuff. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah quickly snaps back. He goes, well, my son is still trying to find himself. Do you know yourself? <laughs> yeah, he looks a little crazy when he says that. Yeah, he's a don't Well, I mean, first of all, I got to shout out Dayton Kelly, um, who plays uh, Jeremiah Otto, man. Great yeah, he's actor. Good. I, I, really good. And this scene with Nick, like, especially, like, it shines, like, these scenes with Nick. Where he kind of talks to him about about Troy and stuff. Where he tells yeah. that story about locking Troy in the basement, and he was so drunk he forgot. And then he tells him later why he actually and that that didn't um, get him to quit drinking, but like the, when he tells him later, you know why he quit and stuff. And yeah, it's like really good. Plus, I mean, the dude is like he's Scottish. <laughs> like that's not his native accent. You know, what I mean, he's not All right. You know, yeah. So, yeah, double he's kudos good. to him, man. He's awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's good. It's also it's also interesting that he when he told him about this house and how long it's been there, how he emphasized that it was there through many other like uh, Native Americans had it. Like it, it it went through many many hands and right. the whole thing of to keep it like you lose it. Like there are people that lost this. Like you you have to. You, there's always a constant threat. That, that something will get taken away, and you hear that throughout the episode. Um, just that theme of yeah. you know right. this is ours, but before this, someone else took it, and it's not a thing of hate or racism. It's just a thing of it's human nature. Mm-hmm. Like you know, someone else will come and they'll want to take something from you, and you have to defend it, and you have to be ready. Like that's that you know that attitude that he he keeps saying over and over again. It's true. No, it's, it's a good point. Troy's squad has finally reached the site of the tropic crash, and they realize that someone had already gotten there and hauled away the remains of the chopper. It's gone. There's nothing left. They suspect the battle had happened, too, because they see a lot of empty uh, shell casings on the floor, on the ground. By the amount of the uh, that were there, they figured out that the battle must have happened. They decide to move out and investigate. Why? Well, I... I... Something that never quite resolved in my head. Why did they drag the chopper off? I was thinking about that too. Maybe for supplies. Maybe just dismantle it, use it for something. I don't know. I have no idea why they would go through. I'm that not effort. sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, if it's if it's a military chopper, wouldn't that be like ballistic uh, aluminum? Like, wouldn't that be really strong metal they could use to build some? Well, yeah, I guess that's so. A good that's point. true. I mean, their bullets yeah, went through true. it like a hot knife through butter. But yeah, I guess you're right. It could have well, some yeah, armor plating on that. <laughs> <laughs> so after the commercial Troy is driving and asks if Madison is ready for what comes next that they're going to have to fight the living not the dead she says she's cool but she's you know, in mourning a little bit for Travis because she seemed a little bit mm-hmm. out there she goes wouldn't you mourn your father if he was gone wouldn't you mourn your mother and uh, he didn't like that when she brought it when he, she brought up mommy he didn't like that too much don't talk about my mother that's right. <laughs> Strand and Daniel are stopped by the side of the road Again, but this time he's outside finally urinating uh, and still wondering why Strand left the hotel in the first place if it was so nice. He's still very, very suspicious of Strand at this point. Strand gets a little defensive saying that, you know, he's a different man than the before. And if he wants, look, you, you want to be the heavy here? Go ahead. Shoot me right now. You don't want me around? Kill me. Kill me. He stands there like that. Shoot me. Daniel just sits in the car and taps the taps the roof. Says, like, get in. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I just love these little scenes, these little t- tidbits between these two. They're too good, they're too strong actors too. They, they play well off of each other. Oh yeah. yeah. So Nick and Jeremiah are taking a little water break from their repair work. Otto is impressed with Nick's skills. Nick replies that his dad was a contractor. He taught him some things about building. Lucienne is nearby, uh, staring kind of outside the fence. She's looking beyond. She's looking like she wants to leave. And Nick says she's more afraid of the monsters inside here than the ones out there. Again, talking to, mm-hmm. to Jeremiah. Jeremiah simply says, well, then she should go. Nick tries to make the case that all the living should be on the same side, right? Like, you know, we should all be together. We are the world. We should all be together to fight the dead. Otto says, yeah, that would be nice if it were true. <laughs> but when people are in crisis, they regress to their own, he said. Yeah, he's like, man, his <laughs> he has that practical racism like 
He's like, that would be nice if it were true, boy. <laughs> right. Like, we were we were out in the real world and everything was okay. I could deal with them people. But, uh, you know, when, when emergencies happen, things got to, you know, we got to do what we got to do. He says they regress you know? to their own. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's like, uh, I don't mean to be that way, boy, but, uh, you know, got to protect our own. You know, it's all about protecting our own. And again, she, he's the one that kidnapped Ophelia. We still don't know where she yes. is. She can be locked exactly. in his basement for all we know, right? We have no idea where she is. He got that dark side to him. So when Nick, he, when he talk about that, yeah. <laughs> Nick snorts and says that. Well, what she should go because she's brown. He's getting all hoity-toity. He's getting all mm-hmm. all, 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 all uh, high position here. You know, he's getting a little. He's drawing a line in the sand. Otto says no. She should go because she can't get right with what happened. Meaning. Troy's basic massacre of the entire village she was with and the murders and the, you know, we discussed before the, in the horrors that she witnessed. No. Yeah. I killed your whole family and community, but. Get right with you, it. Get, get right with it. God, what's your right. problem? Just yeah, get, yeah. deal with it. God. Get right with it. I killed your whole town. So what? Come on. That was last week. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we Come still on. holding on to that? No, oh, really? Come on. No, really? I mean, really. Really. <laughs> Also, uh, he also says, if Nick can get right with it, he goes, can you? Like that. He also turned it around on him. He didn't really respond. No. Uh, And Otto recalls a story that when Troy was very young, he would have these crying fits or whatever. And at one time, he he locked him in the basement for a long period of time and forgot about it because he was drinking so much. He ended up getting the kid out of the basement a long time afterwards. But that didn't even make him quit drinking. He goes that everyone has to hit rock bottom before they can quit their demons. That's kind of the point of his story. And Otto says, ends by saying, your mama wants to stay, your lady wants to go. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And then Nick doesn't really respond, but he says, uh, yeah, so uh, why'd you finally quit drinking? And Otto simply says, he was hunting uh-huh. deer, and one day he nearly shot his dick off. <laughs> That'll make me stop. That's it. If it's one thing, yeah, that'll so do it. One addict talking to another no, addict, you know. It's, 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 uh, not enough, it's not enough that, you know, he psychologically tortured his son to the point where he's now, you know, that's hey. probably some of the contributing factor to the way his son is acting now. Hey, you hey, Jim, I mean? we can't all be loving fathers, okay? We can't all do that. <laughs> But you saying, need, but you need your penis to live. Okay. Ca- so I, well, hey, I, I'm with you there. I'm, okay. don't, don't get me wrong. Okay. Uh, right. I, I'm pro penis. I'm just saying. You know, I, 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 there's a cause and effect. You know, what I mean, you, you lock a kid uh, in the basement for, you know, a solitary confinement in the dark for. You, you say lock him in the basement. We say time out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's in, in, I say in lock the country? Him in the things sound different, right? You say long weekend with the wife. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. At least you know where they are. They're I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking. Okay. See? See? <laughs> and you're saving electricity. That's, you know. would be nice to have a weekend off. Mm. I'm saying. Here we go. So Troy's platoon approaches an outpost near the crash site. I guess they knew where to go. I guess this was, this was the closest settlement or whatever that was nearest the crash site because they knew where they were going. It appears abandoned, but they do see one of their vehicles there empty. The gang, including Madison, they clear the town. They do this kind of, you know, this is quiet. They kind of sneak in the buildings, make sure everything's clear. No one is there except the burnt remains of the first team they sent to investigate the crash. And you see them all just thrown into a pile and burned up. Except for one man. One man. (laughs) McCarthy. 
who we find him sitting alone on a rock nearby. As the squad approaches, we can see a crow on his shoulder eating what looks like bits of his hair and his head, but then as the camera pans around, we see that his skull is partially opened up in the back, and the crow is actually eating bits of his brain. Ugh. I know. The guy is obviously in shock, McCarthy, but he keeps repeating a rhyme saying, I didn't see the man at all, at all. I wish he stayed away. Today, when I looked around the hall, I couldn't see him there. I mean, he's just repeating this weird nursery rhyme. I it's couldn't an, recognize it's it. An old, it's an old uh, poem from the 1800s by William Hughes Mearns. Thank you. Called Antagonish. And it's, uh, as I was going up the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. It's perfect. That's great. Thank you, Jim. That's a, so nice. about go, it's about ghosts. So you got the Aesop's Fables. You got this little reference to the, the 1800s poem, uh, the rhyme. Appreciate it. That's oh, good, man. You, you know, nice. English degree for man. something. I feel like uh, I've been to, I went to the wrong college, man. I swear to God. I don't, Wait. Uh, don't, <laughs> hey, Craig, don't yeah. worry. At some point, they'll probably reference Dr. Seuss, and it's your turn. That's true. Yeah. I got that. Listen, man. So you know, Jim. One you fish, two them. fish, red fish, blue fish. I got yeah. this. That, that's my that's my joint right there. That's right. Because right, Jim yeah. wanted them book learning, <laughs> book learning paper. <laughs> I'm a product of New York State public schooling, and I, I'm sorry, guys. What do you want me to tell you? Right, this is the best I can do. Man. All right, <laughs> and now it's free. Now if I would have waited 25 years, I get it for free, right? Uh, I know. I want my money back. I'm be right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the squad members uh, that's there, he's pukes. He just wretches right there. He can't handle it. But Madison, she's cold as ice, man. She takes her knife. Yeah. Actually, she takes Troy's knife. He got the, he's got the bigger knife. Takes his knife from his pants, plunges it. Into the open brain skull until, until the guy stops talking. It's just creepy. That was like just a weird, ugh, just nasty scene. He Madison, shot it really well, too. He was up on that little hill. The hill in a chair, oh, right? Yeah. Just sitting down. In right. a, yeah, it's crazy. So Madison then says they need to go now. And this person whose name is Walker just snuck up oh. on the whole group and says, Why? You just got here. Let me go to commercial. Troy then tells Walker that what he did was barbaric. I think it was actually Madison that said that. And he replies that over the years, McCarthy has done many barbaric things to him and his people, that he killed two of his men yesterday alone. And Troy says, you know you're dead now, right? And Walker tells him, hey, listen, Troy, they obviously know each other. Dial it down a little bit, and everyone's got to lower their weapons. He hesitates a bit, but Madison nudges to Troy. He's like, hey, Troy, hey, because she sees that they're basically surrounded by <laughs> in every direction. There's no way they're getting out of this one. So Troy gives the orders to disarm. It's uh, funny because you see how uh, they were acting like they were the elite soldiers ready to go, right? And they didn't notice they got surrounded by a bunch of Exactly. Dudes. Right. One guy's but puking. Madison they got did. surrounded. Madison by- is the one who's but, like, hey, everybody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and Walker orders them to drop their weapons, leave their supplies. We're taking their vehicles. And by the way, take off your boots. We're taking those too. Um, and he demands to the, to Troy that the, the ranch that they're on be abandoned. It's not rightfully theirs. It's really their land, I guess, meaning Native American, I'm supposing. That's what they're going with this. Um, Madison asks, he says, okay, we'll hoof it back, but we need water. You better give us some water before we make that walk. And Walker says, what is your name? And she says, Madison Clark. And he says, well, Madison Clark, you just bought into a lost cause. And she said, well, this cause became mine when you shot down the helicopter and I lost one of mine. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, she did one of those. Like, huh. 
<laughs> like I'm not surrounded by a whole bunch of people with guns and weapons and stuff, and they can kill me at any time. <laughs> the sure, this week on Walker Indian Ranger. Well, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. So back at the ranch, Jake and Alicia are hanging out near a lake or an old quarry. He's trying mm-hmm. to still convince her that art is still important, that they need something greater to live for, uh, other than guns and killing, like my my evil daddy's into guns and killing, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strand and Daniel pull up to the hotel at night. Uh, it's completely abandoned, and and Strand's like, "Hey, no guard, no good. We're not going here. He, he didn't want to. He didn't want to go in." And, Damn and Daniel's right. like, yeah, Daniel's like, "Hey, we, we're, we're going in. If Ophelia could be in there, we're going." They go. They, yeah. <laughs> they drive in. They get out of the car. They go into the lobby, and there's tons of blood on the floor. I mean, it's it's a mess. Obviously, something went down. I mean, in the last couple of days. Strand says, "What's that?" Well, I'm thinking. I, I mean, when they when they let everybody in and they didn't check anybody for weapons, <laughs> they knew. I mean, that, that you you pretty much knew they were going to lose that hotel. Like, well, when they, was, they was that last batch of refugees in. You think that was when the they end? left them in? Like they all had their they all had their knives and stuff. <laughs> and, and when they came in. Some of them were angry and desperate. You remember they were they were gonna yeah, kill the baby. Strand? Yeah, right. So reaching for his knife when he didn't want to give birth yeah. to, to deliver the baby, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like you kicked out Strand. It's like yo, he's the only one that can negotiate, man. Yeah, you, well, you, you don't have any negotiators with you. They, they you, didn't you, make it. They didn't make it. And that's just how lucky Strand is. I mean, if he would have stayed there, he'd have been part of that. Right. Get out of that. Right. Know? So Strand says, all right, let's wait until daylight before we do anything. But Daniel doesn't want to wait. He starts hitting the hotel ringer bell a few times. <laughs> ding, ding, ding on the desk. Slowly, though. He's he like, ding, like, watch. ding. He was like, don't do it, <laughs> Daniel. And he was like, I'm doing it anyway. And, and he draws some walkers to the lobby. And he holds the rifle, still pointing it at Strand. He's not pointing at the walkers. Yeah. He's pointing at Strand. Yeah. And he again demands to know where Ophelia is. Finally, Strand lets it loose. He goes, look, all right, here's what happened. Ophelia abandoned the group. She left Alicia for dead. She stole a truck and ran away. Strand says, look, she could be anywhere. She could be alive. But he just doesn't know. All this is happening is a group of walkers are approaching Strand. And he's totally unarmed at this point. One yep. walker grabs him from behind. Daniel just says in Spanish as he leaves the door, let's see how you handle this one. And he just trots out of the door, leaves Strand for dead. Strand is able to fight the few of them off, though, but not before Daniel has taken the car and pretty much driven away. Gone. All you see is the taillights just in the, in the distance. He's out. I hope he comes great. back. He, just rang, he rang the bell and it's like, how you get out of this one? Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Felicia. Out the yeah. Door. yeah. <laughs> Nick brings Luciana blindfolded to the burnt out remains of the brown house he set up a little romantic candlelit picnic dinner on the floor and basically he's trying to sell her on the idea that this could be a great home for them and they're staring up at the stars through the missing roof of the home and nick tells the story of how the browns met in korea during the war how they fell in love and they've been together all these years luciana asks how she knew how he knew all of this and he replied otto she gets this strange look in her face when he's when he said that Mm-hmm. Nick's like, hey, what's what's wrong? She goes, oh, oh, nothing, nothing. And at that point, I think she's already decided to. Yeah, she's to like, leave. I'm done. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. like, I'm out. This like guy's you, listening to yeah. stories from Otto taking mm-hmm. taking his house now, listening to stories. Yeah, I don't need to wait for him to kill another bunch of people that <laughs> I'm with for me to get the hint. Dude, no, I'm out. So Troy's squad is tired from walking back barefoot. 
Troy wants to keep going, but Madison tries to convince him that being a good leader is knowing when to stop. He then grabs Madison by the arm and kind of takes her aside, and they chat it out in private, and she tells him, this is a great scene. This is actually a really, really good scene. She tells him that these, these aren't his men, that they're his father's men. Would he back this play? And Troy's like, who do you think you're talking to? I'm not your son. Madison replies, yeah, but you have such a strange fixation on him, meaning Nick. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you want to be a mama's boy, don't you, Troy? Was your mother too cruel for that? And he's like, shut up, shut up. And, and yeah. she, she continues, she hated you, didn't she? And he keeps saying, shut up, shut up. And Madison goes in for the death, death move right here. She goes, even in the end, when you cared for her and you bathed her, she still didn't love you, did she? <laughs> she played that card. Man, played yeah. that Man, card. she just went in for the, the kill there. I knew she was holding it. I knew she was holding that card, but Savage. I didn't know what she was going to play. Savage. I just love what she says. She, you want to be a mama's boy, don't you, Troy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's smart. Like, she's breaking them down first, and then she slowly builds them up oh. to kind of to kind of get more control of them. Like, she, she's yeah. got to totally break them. She's got she's to mm-hmm. break them first. Plus, she's asserting dominance while she does it. You know what I mean? That's how it's she got to do it. That, that's yeah. why you got to break them. And she does that right after this because she turns around, doesn't even ask his permission. She goes, "Who wants yeah. to stay and rest up, folks?" And they all mm-hmm. raise their hands like she's taking command of the of the, of the group there. But and, I'll let. But she's like, I'll let him. You know, still be the man to his right. little group. You know, like oh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to break him in front of the group. But you right. know, that's how you you have to to really get into his head you gotta gotta let him feel like he still has some type of control so troy just whimpers he says all right well you all want to rest that's fine but at first light we're gonna get moving and if you don't you're not up i'm gonna leave you behind <laughs> pretty much yeah. like a baby God. <laughs> <laughs> right stupid, you stupid heads yeah all right i'll leave you for the wasted <laughs> <laughs> why did mommy love me <laughs> So Madison is now asleep on the ground next to a campfire when Troy just gets on top of her and pulls a knife right to her throat. Yikes. And she says, Troy, you are better than this. Uh-huh. And he breathes real heavy. He's like, ah. and then he just finally decides not to do it and just gets off of her. The other squad member, which is really creepy, the other squad member is like, he's watching this whole thing yeah. right across the campfire. He witnesses it, doesn't do seem to care, just simply rolls over. And just goes back well, to sleep afterwards. Well, that's his group. That, that's his group. The, the ones that side with with him. This is the killer squad. These ones that killed guys. innocent people and timed how that's, long it took for them to turn, right? Killer, okay. That's the killer squad, and they're a bunch of punks. Right, right. Because they fall, they fold really quickly. They think they're tough. Like, those... Remember how the kids, last episode... It was smart how they did this. Last episode, the kids talked about them like they were, like, the just the elite protecting us right us safe. right 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 right. and now we get to see just how inept they are like they're they might they might be the aggressive ones in the group but this they have no chance right. of fighting anybody they're good now, at killing, killing innocent people that's about it right yeah right but this group is this group is gone there's no way that they can fight another group <laughs> It would be see, nice them. to see him get them all killed. That would actually be, would be pretty rewarding to see Nick and his group of punks just get taken out. That would be pretty... Uh, I mean, Troy, I mean, no. excuse me. Troy and his yeah. group of punks, yeah. So Nick wakes up to find that Luciana has left him a, a dear Nick note. And we see that she has gone on her own with a backpack. And she's. we see her next to some kind of wall. Now, is that the border wall? Is that some kind of... Is that, where they, is that the same wall that 
um, Ophelia had to go through. Like, I don't know. I kind of was trying to figure out where oh, she was, but that's the one Mexico paid for, right? Well, they're working on that one, but I mean, the the, right. the this, 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 there was a wall we saw before last year that Ophelia encountered on the other side, right? And so I don't know if it's the same one, but there's some kind of wall that she was there. She's heading south, I guess. Troy and Squad are hoofing it back to camp, uh, and Alicia then jumps off a cliff into a pond and goes for a swim. So we've seen different different clips here at the end. Finally, Papa Otto goes to see Nick sitting on the stoop of the burnt-out home. He brings him a very nice revolver as a gift and just kind of leaves it and walks away and kind of pats him on the back. So basically, I think he's giving the home to Nick in reality, symbolically, and he's turning over the gun like this is the gun for your new home. So I guess him and Nick have kind of bonded in a way. and He's adopted Nick as, uh, as part of the group. Oh, you know it because he's... He's, he's, I mean, being a junkie and all that, besides the point, he is more functional. He's still more functional than his son. Oh, yeah. Than his other Than, so than Troy, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be a problem. I, I foresee that's going to be a that's going to be another issue uh, coming along. Oh, I see what that, you're saying. Yeah. So he, you like yep. Nick? He's better than me. And all right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I see that. some yeah. I see some divisions coming along in this. Family. Well, there's that too. But I was also, you know, our are they possibly building to a Madison um, old dude romance? Brady Bunch. I don't even think they're going. They'll go that way, but they will. Because I had a feeling mat- that they've been hinting at that. But I think I they know. will go the matriarchal way. Like she becomes the symbolic matriarch. She becomes Ma. She's Ma. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then yeah. that might cause issues because the other son, who we think of, is the good son. He doesn't. He he pretty much doesn't agree with his father either. Like there's there's some division with that too. The way he talks well, about his father not. and his brother, Daryl. What art, poetry? Come oh, on. oh yeah, That's right. jumping That's off a stuff. cliff while they play a CW song in the background. They sure did. <laughs> oh, by the way, and I just because I'm thinking if I'm this girl. Who, when the zombie apocalypse started, how many points in time was she in public waters like the ocean or whatnot where there were dead, the floating dead? I don't think I'd ever jump into water ever again after that. I don't think I'd ever do go do anything where I don't look at the room and secure it or anything. Like it, no. that, that right. you'd be scared to exactly. do anything where you can't see. What's going on? It right reminded me of the beginning of that Juicy Freak commercial back in the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I jump off the... Can you just right up? Can you a piece of Juicy Freak? They'll jump off the cliff and do the water together. You know? Not not in that world. Not Doubleman double no. Twins. That's a different one, right? The Juicy oh, yeah. Freak. Okay. Doubleman Twins. Right, right. That's right. And not Big Red, right? Okay. Not that one either. All variations of Wrigley, which <laughs> no, Big Red was more like Wrigley the father. Awesome <laughs> Chicago. You guys see the new uh, season of, what is it, um... Orange is the New Black. Did you guys watch that? Yeah. Yep. I started it. Yeah. There's a scene where they start humming the, the tune to the Big Red commercials. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Pencil Tucky. Yeah, she starts talking about that. It's pretty funny. That was a really good season considering it took place over three days. That was awesome. Yeah, they did pretty good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. They, they went there. They're going that route. I haven't finished it out, but I see where they're going. And it's interesting yeah. that it's, it's, it's pretty that good. shorter time span. All right, so before we get to our Toby ratings, we'll have a quick word from our sponsor, 
Jim, this week, going to the honors? DCBService.com. Uh, it's a place where you can get great discounts on really cool pop culture stuff. Uh, I know we always talk about the graphic novels, and they do absolutely have great prices and deals on those and bundles and in singles. But also they cover action figures and T-shirts and role-playing games and uh, figurines and statues and all kinds of cool stuff you can get there. Uh, some 30 40 50% off. Better prices usually than Amazon, and not only that, you're dealing with real people. You're not dealing with a giant monolithic corporation. You're dealing with real people. Something does happen to go wrong, or you want to change your order up, or whatever. They're happy to to con- to help you and give you the kind of customer service that uh, you know. If you are uh, one of their customers, you've come to expect over the years because they're really they're good people and they do a good job and they offer a good service. And if you are into The Walking Dead and you want to get into the graphic novels, a great way to start is to. Uh, Go to dcbservice.com or their uh, their sister site in stocktrades.com and uh, you know start out volume one, get the big compendium with the first 48 issues and dive right in. You know, By the time you uh, read all the comics, you'll be caught up to where the uh, show is uh, when we get back to The Walking Dead after Fear. So uh, that's a great way to go. But if you're if you're interested in graphic novels or comics, even if you're not, you know, if you have somebody geeky in your life, you want to get them a really cool, you know, Negan T-shirt, or uh, you know, uh, I saw they had a leather jacket with like a crossed um, uh, uh, baseball bats covered in in barbed wire. It looked kind of looked like an old Hell's uh, Angels emblem, you know, with like uh, saviors on top. You know, that was really cool. It's like a deluxe item, but they still sold it for like thirty or forty percent off. You know. So DCBService.com, it's the place you want to go if you want to find good prices on cool stuff. I am getting the Negan and Glenn 5-inch McFarlane. Uh, what is it here? It's on DCBS. fifteen nine thirty five. actually. Uh, it's a really good deal because you get two for the box, price of one, I think it is. It's a deluxe box. So Sweet. definitely picking that up. That, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I got the Daryl on his chopper set. Okay. McFarlane with uh, Daryl and like uh, there's like a, a chain link fence and a little bit of street and he's like out on his chopper with the uh, crossbow on his back. I mean, it's really cool. Um, it's cool. Hey, Jim, I got the same one and then you can get those single packs that come with like extra zombies or whatever. Right, That's right. what I did. So like they're all coming up to the side of the road at Daryl as he's driving by. It's kind of cool. You never have too many zombies. Uh, hell no. Hell. <laughs> no, not at all. And you can't beat these prices because if you look online, like for this McFarlane one, Toys R Us has it for 64 bucks or whatever so i mean the prices you're going to be the best here at dcbservice.com check them out first buy all you need and you'll be all set and they pack it really well too that's something else if you're a collector if you want to if you're going to spend like a good amount of money on a cool action figure or a statue or something you want it to come to your house the way you know pristine in good shape in good condition and it always does they always take the time to pack it well uh, you know, and, and with a lot of bubble wrap and everything. So, I mean, you, you know, and that forming yourself. foam stuff. So there's right. like no gaps for it to move at all. Right. They really take the time to, you know, to, to make sure your stuff is going to get to you in a way that you want it to be. So it's very rare that you have a problem. And if you do, like I said, they're great people to deal with. They'll really help you out. So excellent. Excellent. Thank you, hey, Jim. Jim, Jim, I just have to say that that was an excellent spot that you did for our sponsor and I'm going to write in a commendation to HR for your file on that. Just let me say. I'm writing it right now. It should. A commendation uh, or a grievance? Or, Which one are you filing? No, I'm putting down, you know, like... Who's it HR? Epic, like, like, like... Russ's HR. Like, home shopping network of epic proportion. HR who? HR Puffin stuff? Is that who you're sending to? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. 
I didn't see that coming. Terrible. <laughs> well, it's time for our Toby ratings. Richard, would you be so kind? What would you think about this episode? Well, like I said at the top of the show, I it was I was kind of middle of the road with this one. And I mean, I think it had a lot to do with, I. to me, last week's episode is the best that Fear has given out of all three seasons now. Um, but... Also, I mean, this one was just like moving a lot of the chess pieces around the board and just giving us a little bit of character build and, and, and stuff. So for that, I give it three and a half Tobies, I think. I mean, okay. it, it was a little bit better in the middle of the road, but um, I don't know. There was great points, but I also found myself kind of bored at points, too. So, but three and a half. Okay. All right. Daryl? Um... It what last episode was really it was really good. I mean it really dug deep into uh to the character, especially Daniel, and we haven't seen him like all you know, for a while lo- a while, like all of uh most of last season and and uh you know, a bunch of episodes for this season. So it kinda like it hit. Like when we got to see Daniel it was kinda like it really they really did something with that. Not to say that they didn't do a good job with this episode. It's just to a lesser extent. This is these. This is one of those heavy lifting episodes where it needs to move things. It's doing its job. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's moving the story where it's supposed to go. But it kind of was. Um, but a lot of it was they needed to move certain characters to certain places. They needed to to put them at the proper point so that for the next uh, coming episodes, they're ready to, to do what they need to do. Um, so for that, I would probably have to give it a three out of five. Toby, oh. that's not a failure, but it's, you know, you, I've been, I've been given like 3.5s and you know, it's, I'm really digging it and higher. This one was still good. It's not a failure. It just, no, it just wasn't as road, so. it just wasn't as good as as last season. I, I saved that for the special episode. And the, you just so blew the whole good. Metacritic on this episode, dude. I, I did <laughs> with that one review. You just blew the whole average on Metacritic. I hope. Oops. Oops. Good Sorry. job, pal. Thank you. Again, we can't. I need, we can't have nice things because of Daryl. <laughs> I need puffing stuff too. Where's puffing puff stuff? stuff? I, need, <laughs> I need to feel better. <laughs> definitely, definitely makes Chubb feel better. Jim, how about you? <laughs> I give this a 3-5. I really like some of the character moments in it. The stuff with Nick and Jeremiah was really cool. Kim Dickens is really coming into her own here as a good actress, and I really like what she's doing with Madison now. Um, Alicia, Even Alicia wasn't as boring uh, to me as normal. And the stuff, I wish we even had more stuff with Victor and Daniel uh, than we did. Yes. Uh, having said that, I hope they develop um, the these Native Americans a little more. You know what I mean? So we see like a like more, more of like you know explaining where they can, you know like what their deal is. You know why why they have beef with the Otto family. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what some of this backstory maybe instead of them just being a uh, you know maybe one being, and being off the reservation. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I just think it, I just think it could be interesting like the different factions with the dam and and the Ottos and then the the you know what I mean the Native Americans. Uh, similar to what we've seen in the, the, the main show, you know, with the scavengers and the saviors and the things like that. So I give this a 3.5. It was above average. I like some of the, uh, I thought, like, you know, Chubb makes a good point. It is a lot of uh, moving pieces around the board, but I like where the pieces are being moved to. So. 
Okay. I'll give it a uh, a 4.0 actually. Uh mm. the, the, because you know what? I, I even though this was moving the pieces as we say and whatever, nothing was cringeworthy really in here and 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 for me mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. good that's these even again comparing to the original show there are some episodes that are like oh my god again just dragging it out and, all right filling up another episode with nonsense <sighs> this one at least we had some action we had right. the pieces moving around it wasn't disjointed they didn't try to squeeze five stories when really only three would work i mean everything was moving seamlessly even the little scene with Alicia and Jake, you know, it was it was subtle, but you know, they had a little, little romance there, you know, moving her story along. She's in a weird place mentally right now. Um, Nick's trying to reconcile with, with Luciana and get, you know, obviously that didn't work out. There's a lot of things happening at once, but it's not too much, and I'm very happy with it. You're right, Madison has not done anything so far that's made me go, oh, I just want to, you know throw something at the TV like she's being very practical right now she's even playing with Troy a little bit and is you know playing that card and I'm glad she those, those lines she had with him are great you know you want to be a mama's boy that's awesome that's that's just she's just totally going in for the kill with him and, and mentally trying to break him like you said Daryl I think that was a that was yeah. really astute that she has to try to break him down and um, that's what she's trying to do it, it did almost backfire on her or kind of did but um you know, I, I, I like where she is right now. I like where everybody is right now. I'm very comfortable with this. If they can keep producing episodes of this caliber, 4.0 all day. If it had some more action or some more craziness, yeah, it'd be 4.5, 5.0. But I'm, I'm okay with right now being at a 4.0. So uh, and we have do we have Aaron's written? Did he phone I it do. in? I do. Yeah, he phoned it in once he again. He phoned it in? Okay, good. So maybe Aaron, yes. uh, we can see his phone in review. What do we got? The man who has, the man who has plenty of time for photo opportunities, but no, not time to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been cleared for on-air reading, guys. Okay. Oh, his agent approved it's it? So, this is this is okay. so, so in the email, so I guess yeah. it's been approved by Kevin Feige himself. But it's copyright. It's, it's copyright. Right, it's copyright. The young, young, yeah, the young folks, right? They had to approve that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, guys, I'm sorry, but I have bad news. I'm, I've am i run out of car-related movie screening jokes for Craig, referring to why <laughs> I, can't, I can't be on the show this week. I guess you could say I'm running out of gas. Oh, all right, that's good. I'll give you points for that. That's good, Aaron. Yeah. Huge, huge pause for laughter. Uh, and now that you've all settled down, okay, wait for wait for Chubbs. All right, he wrote that. I didn't I didn't add that. He wrote that in the email. Oh, uh, I believe Okay, it. wait for Chubbs. All right, now that you've all settled down, I wanted to share some thoughts on burning in water, drowning in flame. Basically, I thought this episode was fine, but more of a setup for things to come. Uh, there seems to be a lack of effort to make Nick one who sticks to a path, as he is now apparently not leaving and forming a new relationship with Otto. So we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Alicia is up to teenager stuff, including sex and not reading Charles Bukowski. And Strand has gone from the coolest guy in the cast to making all the wrong decisions. Um, Addison has the best storyline this week as she and Troy go off on a mission with, with others. And the results range from gory, like the crow pecking at that guy's head, to the worst kind of odd couple, like when Troy nearly slit Madison's throat. It leads to good scenes and also introduces a group of Native Americans that I really hope come, become characters to put some focus on rather than the easy parable like the border stuff. Uh, decent episode. We'll see where the place setting takes us. Three Tobies. And I think I'll be back next week. Mufflers crossed. <laughs> see what he did there? Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you for the little car, car reference. That was, he showed me a little love. That's all right. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's cool. 
Thank you, man. So, um, but who cares what we have to say, right? It's all about our Facebook group. We have an amazing Facebook group. If you listen to the show and you're not part of the group, get on it right away. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast, type that in, hit search, you hit join group, we will get you in very quickly, and it's over 820 members strong at this point. You can leave your very own Toby ratings for the Fear of the Walking Dead and Buster ratings for the original Walking Dead. So, Jim Dietz, when he's gracing us with his presence, he will read your very own Toby ratings. There's nothing like it, folks. Jim, take it away. I've, I've torn myself away from being Christina Hendricks's body waxer to be here today to read these. Tammy <laughs> uh, Heisley wrote in, uh, to start off with, uh, this episode seemed to have a lot going on and nothing going on all at once. I give it, a th- giving this week a three. Uh, DeRay Irvin, five out of five Tobys for me. I thought this episode was great from beginning to end. It had a lot going on, but I felt like nearly every moment was purposeful. Well, except for Alicia's storyline, but I didn't even hate that as much as I normally would. Papa Otto's story of a sobering moment had me laughing so hard. Uh, Scott Homan, uh, five out of five surrendered boots. This is exactly what I want out of this show. Even though I'm not still not super invested in these characters like I am on the parent show, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. One small issue I had is why didn't Strand just come clean earlier that Ophelia had left? He knew it would come up at some point. Why drive all the way to the hotel? Uh, Jake because seen- they were wanting to see if there was any of that cake left. <laughs> it's got to be pretty Jake- stale now, though. Come on, Chuck. That's got to be done. That's got cake's got to be done. It's probably got zombie juice all over it too. <laughs> Uh, I know. I say I say zombie juice. You say delicious. Uh, <laughs> Jake had seemed like such a great leader for the Auto Clan. Now he seems a little too naive about the new world they're living in. Uh, yeah, he is a bit of an idealist. I agree. Uh, Johnny Stower, a five out of everybody on the podcast. Now chant. Now we have a show. Out of five. All right. So are we gonna chant it? Are we gonna do it? Ready? Yeah, let's do it. One, One two, two, three. Now we now have a show. We have a show. This <laughs> yeah. went from a four banger to a full blooded V8 supercharged. Seriously, this season is solid so far. Not sure what's the direction, but I'm liking the characters in action so far. What's gonna happen to Strand? Where's Daniel gonna go now? See you next week, fellas. <laughs> uh, Michael Santana wrote in with a four polydent zombie gummings <laughs> out of five. <laughs> That's good. Saw the dentures missing a mile away when the geezer zombie started coming at her husband. Huh. Relatively solid episode with some good character building, but like Scott's comment above, I too wondered why Strand just didn't come clean sooner. He had no leverage once arriving upon arriving at the hotel. What was he hoping to find there? Anyway, otherwise good episode. Interested to see where the Native American man's group will take this plot in the future. Keep up the great work, fellas. So glad to be living back in the good old U.S. of A., had to wait until Monday night in Italy to watch the episode, but I couldn't get a Toby rating to you in time always. Ah, so. welcome back, Michael. Wow, yeah. Now he's, he's able to join us. Great. Yeah. Uh, Rob Cook, a 4.5 gruesome bird feeders out of five. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, I have a new crafting idea, Rob. Thank you. Uh, a great episode with lots of moving parts. Uh, Madison's dispatching the unlucky crow snack was brutal. She's certainly endeared herself to the team, and I'm starting to warm up to her myself. Uh, someone needs to dispatch Troy pretty quickly. He's a massive liability. Oh, yeah. 
the odd couple of stranded salads are didn't last long. <laughs> I, was, I was looking forward to the spinoff show. It could be, man. It so could be. <laughs> and Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4.5. I'm glad I stuck with the show out of five. Us diehard fans are really starting to get rewarded now. Another great episode, and it's really filling the summer void uh, well left by the parent show. So that's our uh, Facebook group, the Walking Dead TV podcast group on the Facebooks. Uh, join the group. We have a lot of cool links and memes and fun stuff. There's a really funny picture of a zombie gnome. That was awesome. That, uh, yeah. Put in. Uh, we're going to have uh, Aaron's reviews of Preacher. If you're also watching Preacher on AMC, which very, very well may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other Walking Dead and zombie news. So please you know, join the group and you can put your Toby ratings in for each episode of The Fear and you'll have them right on the show. Excellent. Well, Jim, as always, thank you for reading those. All right. So any final thoughts? I know that uh, there's only two more podcasts left, guys. I'm sorry to tell you, but they're going to be combining the last two episodes of the, of the season together again. It's going to be another two hours. So there's one more episode coming up next week on July 2nd called Red Dirt. And then it's two more episodes be back-to-back, The Unveiling and Children of Wrath on July 9th. So there'll be only two more Two more podcasts wow. for fear. I know, right? It went really quick. I mean, they combined the first. They, well, they did the first two together, and they're doing the last two together. So I guess right. Really, right. they kind of right. condensed the season a little bit there. Right. So, um, but we'll uh, we'll try to do something special. And actually, next week is our two hundredth episode of the Walking wow. Dead TV our podcast. Bicentennial, yeah. awesome. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So we'll try to do something something special around that as well. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Um, I just. Look how far it's come in such a short time. But calm yeah. down. This is not the greatest show right. in the world. You see those articles right. on like right. Forbes? Right. That guy was writing for Forbes. Oh, the show is so much better than The Walking Dead. Like, guys, take yeah. it easy. That, that was down a notch. Yeah. Yeah. One, one good episode, and all of a sudden, <laughs> break, like, oh, it's so much better. <laughs> clickbait. Calm clickbait. It, yeah, 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 clickbait. Calm it down. I mean... <laughs> You know what? Better does not make it best. Season okay, yeah. it's definitely improved this season. Yes, it is good. We're enjoying it episode to episode. Right. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, if you That's remember, it. this is where the original show started getting really, really good. They got the prison, mm-hmm. the governor, mm-hmm. that whole storyline. Like this is the third season, so it's coming into its own. It's finally. Right. They, they've shaken off a lot of the problems that they had. Now they're they're getting in, into their own, which is good. I mean, I'm glad it's happening. I really hope that the that it continues this way. I just enjoy watching it. I have to hell with the ratings. The ratings are what they are. The original show is obviously still a lot more popular as far as ratings are concerned. But you know, this is just like, like Richard said, uh, Chopper Cherry. That is not 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 Chub Toad. Uh, it's a good fill. It gives us something to do in between waiting right. for the, waiting for the next season to come out of The Walking Dead. So Plus, it has higher ratings than like a lot of their other shows. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. It, it crushes like Better Call Saul, which is I mean, it crushes. I, well, Preacher's pretty strong, but I mean, a lot of the other shows, the AMC, even that other one, the uh, the Badlands one, into the it destroys it. Yeah, it just, just it's so a even, brand. It's a brand. Right. Right. It, it, you know. So it, you know it it will. It does well. That it, yeah, it does do better than others, but it's a brand, and and you can't deny that some people do hate watch the show. I mean, they weren't doing it for those three seasons; they were kind of hate watching it. But they're getting paid off now. Like again, he wrote in the in right. his comments, like, well, "I'm glad I stuck right. with it. I hated it, but now right. I'm kind of I'm digging right. it. Now I'm all right. right. You know, and they get to listen to us right. too, which is like a bonus. So it's uh, exactly you know. 
exactly. It eases the pain a little bit. It eases you into it. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. All right, all right, guys. So uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, as always, where can our listeners hear us, see us, touch us, smell us, find us when we're not talking about <laughs> The Walking Dead? <laughs> Richard, how about you? Well, <clears throat> only for certain people, the touching you'd have to come to Michigan for. But oh. uh, <laughs> the... The Twitter's at ChubToad01. Instagram's the same. They're all ChubToad01. So that's pretty much it. You can hear me with Jim and Daryl on the DC TV podcast, which we're getting ready to kickstart Preacher. I'm Preacher. so excited. And uh, My first think, episode kicked ass. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was so great. Awesome. Spoiler, so spoiler great. alert. <laughs> I was worried because they, they were hyping the hell out of it. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, probably, but it was, it was good, though. It lived up to every everything, all the hype. I got to watch it. You'll never cool. look at intestines the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daryl. Um, yeah, you can check me out uh, on my uh, Twitter. Uh, it's the voice one two three, and uh, if you you know, want to check out, uh, really check out a lot of the podcasts you can get them on, and, and podcasts that I support, you can go to the Taylor Network of Podcasts dot com, and uh, you can see a bunch of cool podcasts like interview podcasts with with comic creators uh called sunday comics podcast or uh a batman oriented podcast called gotham by geeks i'm really you know proud of these shows nothing's on with jim and donnie we've been we've been chugging along uh, uh dealing with a lot of tv over the uh last few months there's been a lot of stuff going on in the tv world and movies and we've been covering that and uh yeah we've, been, we've really been uh proud of that we've been proud of what, what's going on over there so if you you know want to check that out you know, you know on top of the great podcast here uh you can definitely do that definitely is a renaissance it's a good time if you're a dc lover right now isn't it i mean there's so much happening yeah. so yeah it's good thank you uh jim um uh, yoda jones on twitter you can follow me there uh, i'd like to add that i'm at yoda jones 66 on the playstation network now oh i'll have to add you oh, okay i'm on my playstation network. Sensitive. i know can i, can I, I friend you play. jim am i allowed to do that please, yoda jones? please do please do <laughs> right. you, you'll I'm show on, me your I'm real name PS4 when i when i friend now. you you'll say you allowed me to see now. your real name okay cool yes Thank you. Yes, I will show you my true name. My compadre said I'm on DC. I hosted and produced a DC TV podcast. We're going to be covering uh, the end of iZombie and the beginning of Preacher on the next episode. I'm on Nothing's On with Daryl and Donnie talking about uh, you know, general movies and TV. I'm on Paradigm Shift, the D&D uh, game as a podcast on uh, the Taylor Network. And uh, that's about it for now. Well, that's good. You guys are so busy. ActionLabComics.com. You guys have so much going on. I feel like I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I just focus on my two little shows here. I've got this one, and I do the Auto Chat Show. Uh, me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture. Uh, it's really a lot of fun. If you're not even into cars, check us out anyway. Coming back from a little bit of a hiatus, but we have a lot of new things lined up, so stay tuned for that. Coming back very, very, very shortly, I promise. Just allowing us some logistical things right now with Teddy and getting our his studio set up. He just ended up moving, so we're, we're getting everything set up again. To, uh, to, I noticed to, my feed. I was like, what's yeah. wrong with my yeah, yeah. So he's been a lot of, he had a baby. He's moving all this stuff. So we kind of been putting a little hold on that, but that's okay because we're coming back. He strong. did all that in the car. He, yeah, man. He, wow. 
He did everything in the car. Yes, exactly. In the car. So we will be coming back strong. And uh, just stay tuned for that if you do listen. We appreciate that. Autochatshow.com and Facebook and all that kind of fun stuff at Autochatshow. So who wants to close the show out tonight? I'm out this week. I think Chubb has to do it. Yeah, Chubb. Yeah, Chubb, your turn. Yeah. What, I need to close it out? Is that the... Snap <laughs> <laughs> to attention. Wow. Uh, dude. I, seriously, I'm dealing with a work issue right now, so I'm not, like, half... I'm, that's, that's, yeah. When there's no more room in out. hell and you don't have to deal with work anymore, you know you're in The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> crazy. Take care. Service.com. Nice. Nice. And you said it the right way, too. You didn't, like, you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was, when I was in school, I failed recess. You know why? I don't you play. Don't play. <laughs> Chubb, are you there, man? Are you awake? <laughs> I'm here. We're I'm f with being you, man. Quiet. We're f with you, dude. I'm just being quiet. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, we love you, Chubb. man. That's not what we sign on for when you're around. <laughs> It's like I'm setting you, you I'm here. setting you up like perfectly for these things, and I hear nothing, just dead <laughs> silent. Texting Come on, right now. man. <laughs> well, I thought we were in a point you're going to be editing anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's gone. It's gone. We still got bloopers. We can do bloopers. That's why I was busting balls. I thought we were like, uh, <laughs> all right. That's